Alrighty, good morning everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. It is draft day, it has arrived, Thursday, Cleveland, Ohio, the NFL draft is back, it's become one of the big events out there. Wiz, good morning to you, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, I've, you know, gone over this this mock, hat, mock draft, trying to forecast it, um, you know, changed my mind a few times. I've had, you know, a few teams between two players and have gone back and forth, but we're doing it for fun. And then, you know, listen, the thing that we could all have a laugh about is we could, you know, do this mock draft, and then in an hour from now, uh, we'll hear a trade, and then, you know, that'll that'll probably offset a bunch of picks uh, due to a trade. And there's a lot of rumors about trades, and I'm sure there's going to be trades. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, looking forward to it. As far as I'm concerned, um, this is the real kickoff of the upcoming season um, because then you start getting into, you know, really being able to analyze and dissect fantasy football for the upcoming year because the free agency is in place and you have the draft uh, in place as well. So it's a it's an exciting time and uh, the start of the new season. Yeah, I think there's a lot of speculation still out there in terms of uh, what certain teams trying to move up in this thing. Uh, you know, who's what what player is going to be taken. There's a number of decisions, as you mentioned. We could see trades even today. I, I know Jimmy Garoppolo's name continues to be tossed about uh, in, in terms of even being traded. Uh, you know, today. So you know, we'll see how it shakes out. And and yesterday we did see a pretty big trade um, that I think potentially does impact you know the both teams involved in the trade so Teddy Bridgewater acquired by the Denver Broncos for a sixth round prick um, you know obviously some competition for Drew Locke uh, what does it mean now Sam Donald now the only only well actually Sam Donald and PJ Walker are still at, uh, at at Carolina right now so it remains to be seen you know what ends up happening here for both of these teams uh, you know I, again interesting I thought Bridgewater was was somewhat capable last year uh, with some solid weapons uh, in, in Carolina. And again, he comes to a team where when you look at the offensive arsenal, particularly at the receiver and tight end position, there is a lot of talent on the Denver Broncos. And I think there's there's some feelings out there that, that Denver, once again, has kind of missed on a quarterback candidate. You know, they've done it a couple of times during the uh, John Elway era. Paxton Lynch was a failure. Brock Osweiler was a failure. Now, I'm not indicating that Drew Locke is a failure, but right now there's some question marks around that player. Yeah, I think I think Drew Locke has lived up to his reputation of being more icing than cake, and he's just one of these guys that he plays with the swagger of Pat Mahomes and he acts, you know, like Pat Mahomes, but he, he just doesn't play like Pat Mahomes, but he, he makes reckless decisions. So I think the Broncos have uh, decided probably they're hoping somebody wins out. But I'll say lastly about the trade is, you know, as crazy as it is, right, that the Saint, the, the Panthers got rid of Bridgewater and the Broncos acquired Bridgewater, as crazy as this sounds what I'm about to say, I don't even think that means that the Broncos – are not going to draft a quarterback, and I don't think that means that the Panthers are going to draft a quarterback. I think this draft is so unpredictably wild with what's about to happen tonight that it doesn't mean either of those things. Uh, you know, could 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 Denver have realized that they don't want to give up too many future picks to move up to get a Trey Lance or Justin Fields or a quarterback? And and the better bet is just to bring Bridgewater in, possibly. But I, I think. Everything is still in play, and 
and and we are going to see some unpredictable things tonight. And uh, I'm I'm looking at uh, Carolina and Denver. And what makes that trade so interesting is that they've been taking eighth and ninth respectively in this draft tonight. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. And so w- with that, uh, you know, we did this last year, and we're going to do it again this year. We're, we're going to do a mock draft. Uh, we we've in, we're going to introduce uh, an, another player uh, to the podcast, and that is uh, one John McKenna. Uh, John, uh, I know you're very excited about this. John is a is is a huge college draft guy. I think he's uh, even though his partner Ricky doesn't listen to him on a lot of things, aka uh, aka uh, DK Metcalf a couple of years ago. But uh, Mr. McKenna does a lot of preparations for these drafts, and uh, he's going to be joining us for the mock draft today. Wiz, you forgot to mention that he's a, a diehard Jets fan, uh, and they have two picks in this first round as well. Uh, absolutely, I know he's uh, he's pained by two his is Jets. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's pained by his Jets, uh, Mac, but you must be very excited with the Jets having uh, the, both the second and the 23rd pick and coming right back around and picking early in the second round. That's the pick I'm most happy about. That second round, that first second round pick. All right. That's well, the only one I have in the second round. All right. I think uh, the Jets and uh, Dolphins have like, uh, are going to be picking like, I think, eight times before the Texans are going to pick once. Uh, so that's going to be uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So all right, so we're, we're going to get we're going to get to it, and I guess the format will be um, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll let we'll let our guests uh, go first uh, with the picks, um, and then you and I will pick you know the, the spot as well. But I, the one thing I think that I, I think we should do is if we feel that a certain spot is likely to be a trade, we could say okay, if the existing team keeps the keeps that spot they're going to take this player but i think if if a trade is made up for a trey lance or, or a quarterback or any player then i think uh this will be the spot that it's done so we're going to do it for fun and uh and uh you know any any caveats or anything uh you want to add for a certain pick by all means so are we ready to kick it off uh yeah i'm, right. I'm ready to kick it off and uh john why don't you start us off uh mr mckenna with the first pick uh of, of the mock draft we're going to begin right now all right, I'm going to go out on a limb. Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, out of Clemson. All right, uh, Guru, you agree with that? Or- uh, yeah, look, you know, I, again, I, there's a number of directions that this can go in. I, I've heard a fun, I've heard a lot of funny line, lines about Trevor Lawrence, and like you know, he when he was bo- Rich Eisen was saying yesterday when he was born, uh, you know, he was born as a number one pick. So yeah, I, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat, uh, and and you know, this is going to be an exciting time for Urban Meyer to rebuild the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a pretty much overall consensus by everyone that Trevor Lawrence will be the first uh, pick. And uh, I remember telling uh, McKenna a long time ago to keep your eye out on Zach Wilson. That was before anyone started mocking and uh, and having him as the number two pick. So uh, I believe that Zach Wilson will be taken by the Jets. And uh, what about you, uh, Mac? You feel the same? Oh, yeah, Definitely. All right, and Guru, even though Mac has added many times that the Jets uh, are, are cursed and they could, you never know what they're going to do. But no, I'm, I'm I'm in the same boat. Zach Wilson is the pick here for the New York Jets. The Jets find their uh, new quarterback. I, I would just say one thing: the Jets are going to have to figure out though. And again, Zach Wilson's a rookie coming in. I think they have to find a way. I've said this multiple times to get some kind of veteranship in, in the at the quarterback position. Uh, 
on this team. I just don't feel comfortable with the situation with just Zach Wilson and, and no and no tutelage behind them. It, it's a very concerning factor for me. And while I love Zach Wilson, I just want to add one thing about this player with this pick is while I love the the you know the arm strength and the throws. He he has some Aaron Rodgers in him certainly with those cross body throws and things he could do um, with his with his arm talent. But I want to say that of these five quarterbacks, in my opinion, Zach Wilson is the biggest boom bust candidate in terms of like. Some of the other guys, I believe, like wherever Trey Lance goes, he's going to most likely sit. And I think uh, we'll get to the third pick in a, in a second. But, you know, Justin Fields also, I, I just feel like the, Zach Wilson is being thrown in the deep water and he's in a media market where, boy, are they going to herald him uh, and, and, and he's going to be given tremendous praise if he plays well, but they could turn on him quickly. And I just think with this system, a new coach, new coordinator, rookie quarterback all coming in, does it, this is boom bust for the Jets here with this player, considering that he's not going to get any chance to sit and watch. He's going to be thrown right in. So um, there's either going to be a lot of excitement or a lot of heartache as far as Jack, uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets this year. All right. Now, you know, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast and we feel, look, the San Francisco 49ers moved up in this draft to get to pick at number three. And basically this is where the NFL draft begins. Uh, so with that, and because a lot of parts will fall in line as a result of this. So, so Mac, what are your thoughts at number three for the San Francisco 49ers? Um, now this is, this is the pick that I have toyed with the most. I mean, over the, over the last week, there's been talk of, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. They moved up to get Kyle Pitts. They have Jimmy G. Now, if Jimmy G somehow gets traded today, I don't think it's really going to make a difference. I know other people love Mac Jones at this spot. I do not. They, the San Francisco 49ers already have a Mac Jones. They don't need another one. So my pick for the San Francisco 49ers is Trey Lance at number three out of North Dakota State. Uh, is that with the idea in mind that he's going to start, or is that with the idea in mind? No, my, 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 my thought is he's going to sit a year behind Jimmy G. Okay, fair enough. So what are you, Guru? Uh, and I'm going to agree with John McKenna. Uh, I, 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 I also gone back and forth on this pick a number of times, but I'm, I'm just too intrigued by what I see here. Uh, I, I believe the San Francisco 49ers will be taking Trey Lance at quarterback as well. Okay, and I, 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 I am – I am extremely confident that they're going to take Mac Jones. And it's for all the reasons that I talked about in previous podcasts, his, um, his, his, his cerebral part of his game, his pre-snap reads, he, he, he really understands the game better than any of the other quarterbacks, including, uh, in, including Lawrence. Uh, and I just think that he's going to be the pick. And, and you got to remember one thing. There's, there's chances and there's talk about the 49ers moving Garoppolo. There's no way they're moving Garoppolo if they're taking Trey Lance, a player who is probably going to have to sit uh, for – at least half the season, if not the whole season. So, all right, so I guess this is our first disagreement of the draft. So I'm going to go with Mac Jones, and I'm pretty confident with that pick at third. Um, so let's move along to the Atlanta Falcons picking it with the fourth spot. Mac, how do you see that one? Oh, I see now is when Mr. Pitts comes to life, the tight end out of Florida. They're going to they're gonna give Matty Ice his uh, probably his farewell year, and they're going to throw him a stud. 
All right, so you got Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons, and it's no surprise that I've been saying Kyle Pitts uh, all along, although I would say that this is also a perfect fit for Trey Lance. Um, so I've been saying that the, the Falcons can do one of three things, Pitts, Trey Lance, Trey Down, but for the sake of this, I'm, I'm, you have to predict one of the things that are going to take place. So I'm just going to say that they're going to try and make a run at this thing this year. Uh, and even if they do move Julio, Kyle Pitts gives them that uh, guy that could kind of come in there and, 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 and over time, I don't think a long period of time it would take, uh, eventually replace Julio Jones. And uh, and uh, I agree, Kyle Pitts is the pick at four for me. Yeah, you see, and, I, and I have Kyle Pitts as four as well. I think uh, I think all the talk around Julio uh, probably has some merit. You know, we've talked ad nauseum about the player. So yeah, Kyle Pitts becomes the new uh, the new it factor for this team. And, and and you know you see him kind of playing this Darren Waller role on this team where where already there's uh, some decent talent uh, with kids like uh, uh, Justin Gage who came on last year when Julio was hurt and, and Calvin Ridley. All right, so let's move to pick uh, number five here, Mac. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who have managed to mangle a lot of drafts over the years. Uh, I think a very difficult decision here for the Bengals. Uh, they, they face a decision, to me, between two players, uh, getting the best offensive lineman in this draft or the best re- or the best receiver in this draft. That's at least my opinion. Mac, how do you see that pick going? I think the Bengals actually come to their senses and stop listening to the rest of the world. And I think they go out and they draft Penny Sewell. I, just, I think they need to protect Burrow after him getting smashed last year. They don't want that to happen to their prize uh, quarterback boy. So they are absolutely going to beef up this line with Penny Sewell in this pick. All right, Guru, how do you see this? Yeah, I'm in agreement with McKenna. Uh, Penny Sewell uh, with this pick, the best lineman. Uh, and I agree, you have to protect your assets. I think they'll probably try to pick up a receiver if, if they're looking to do so in, in the second round. Uh, but I like Sewell going here. And I'm going to come in the other way on this one. Um, logic says Panay Sewell is the pick. The fact that they hit a home run with T. Higgins in the second round probably would lead more logic to say, okay, let's take the, what you guys are saying, the elite lineman, protect Burrow, and then once again, we'll hit a home run with our second pick. But I just have a feeling those 14 touchdowns two seasons ago from Burrow to Jamar Chase is too much. And you have one of these receivers and you have the connection with the quarterback. So logically, I'm in agreement. But that being said, I just think with the way the NFL is turning these days, I think it's all about offense and the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is going to be too much. And I think the Bengals will take Jamar Chase with the overall number five pick. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, Mac, another team that has a very, very difficult decision, no matter who you have the Bengals or Falcons taking at number six, with uh, a choice of some elite players. How do you see that going for the Dolphins at six? The Dolphins, unfortunately, Brett, I have them absolutely being thrilled, moved back from three to 12 and back up to six, and they're going to get that guy, Jamar Chase. This guy is going to, I'm telling you, this guy's going to be sitting there waiting to pick them. Just, it couldn't have worked out any better for the Dolphins, this whole scenario. They are absolutely taking Jamar Chase there. Yeah, if he's available, um, and a lot of boards, he would be available. 
I couldn't agree more, and that would work wonderfully for them. Guru, how do you see it? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I think the point that you make about the 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 the, the potential of them not ta- the Bengals not taking Sewell and going with Jamar Chase and reuniting him with their with the quarterback that he played with in college, and I think that same situation presents itself obviously for the Dolphins if in fact goes that way because the Dolphins would be looking at a couple of picks that you know they could look at a Sewell or they could look at one of those Alabama receivers here. But I'm with Mac uh, as well. I'm going with Jamar chase for the Miami Dolphins at this pick and again if I'm wrong about five I'm certainly going to be wrong about six and I can absolutely see your combinations coming in uh, with Sewell at five and Jamar Chase at six but because I had it a different way where I have um, Jamar Chase going five um, I'm going to say the connection is going to keep coming and I'm going to say that the Dolphins take Devonta Smith with the overall number six pick in this draft. So we'll see how that plays. Uh, again, um, if I'm wrong about five, I'm certainly going to be wrong about six, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. And that goes to the Detroit Lions, which I said to you uh, on the podcast the other day, is the most impossible pick to try and figure out because they could take any one of a number of positions and in my opinion are the most likely team because I I don't think the Falcons are going to trade out of that pick because they think they want pits. So I believe the Lions are the landing spot where teams want to move up and certainly makes sense for a team that only has seven picks in the draft to try and acquire picks. So with all of that being said, come on, Matt, clear the confusion for us. What are the Lions doing at seven? The Lions, I got news for you. This is going to work two ways for the Lions. If they don't get an offer they love, they're, they're taking a the quarterback. If somebody else wants to move up to grab a quarterback, quarter, a quarterback is going seven. No doubt in my mind. As much as I, I realize that the, the, the Detroit Lions desperately need wide receiver health, okay, losing, um, while they're losing um, Marvin Jones and uh, the other guy whose name is Galladay. Yeah, because he's on the Giants. I can't stand that. So I'm going to say right now that the Detroit, even if, the, like I said, if the Lions stay there, they are, there's a quarterback going, and it's going to be Justin Fields going at number seven. Okay, so you you say I just want to, you know, whatever. I just want to, I want, to, I just want to clarify. The, the seventh pick is going to be Justin Fields, and you feel that way whether the Lions retain the pick or if it's a trade down and another team moves into that spot, you feel Fields will be taken in the seventh pick. Do I got that right? That is correct. All right. Guru, what do you see with seven? Yeah, I see the logic, but I see them addressing the, the, the wide receiver right here and now, and Jalen Waddell is their pick at number seven, Detroit Lions. Yeah, and I see it one of two ways. I see if it's a trade down, because I didn't have Trey Lance uh, taken yet, this is a spot where if there's a trade, it'll be Trey Lance. If the Lions retain the pick, I think it still could be Trey Lance. So in my mind, this pick will be either Trey Lance or Pinay Sewell if the Lions retain the pick. So a trade, it's definitely going to be Trey Lance, in my view, because I don't have him drafted yet. But if there is a uh, Lions keep the pick, I'd say most likely Payne, Payne Sewell. 
with a small chance it still could be Trey Lance. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, look, I, all of these teams we're about to mention, including the Panthers, all of these teams are, tr- are candidates to trade down. So uh, with that being said, Mac, how do you see it with the Panthers at eight? And the Panthers is another same scenario with seven. There's going to be the quarterback taken, whether they're there or somebody like New England moves up, because I think that's where New I think. I think that's as far as New England's going to be able to get is to eight. I don't know if they're going to go to seven because they know at that point. I'll put it this way. If if Lance is taking a three like I'm predicting, Matt Jones will be there at eight, and that's where he's going to go, number eight. I mean, on your board, if that's how it plays out, then this would make perfect sense. Uh, if Lance goes three, as you say, and Justin Fields is in the seventh spot, um, then, then I could see certainly a trade down for Mac Jones. Now, of course, I have Mac Jones being drafted third, so I see it differently, but it makes perfect sense to me. So let me ask you this question. If it's a trade down, you see someone like the Patriots or the Bears or the Washington football team moving in and taking Mac Jones. In the event the Panthers retain the pick, do you still see a quarterback? And if not, what player? No, um, I don't. I don't. I don't see them taking a the quarterback. If you if you force me to pick a player, I think they'd be going defense at this point. I'd say they take a you know a Parsons or Satane or Horn, something along those lines. If they keep the pick, all right. I just think for the sake of it, hang your hat on one player. Um, they're gonna pick the mistake player. They they would take Satane. Patrick Satane. Okay. Uh, Guru, how do you see with the Panthers at eight? Yeah, so, you know, they lost a very key part of their offense this year. Uh, that You know, Curtis Samuel is now a Washington football team player. Um, I think Joe Brady got a look at this player a little bit when he was at LSU. Uh, and I think the replacement for Curtis Samuel comes uh, with Devonta Smith being drafted by the Carolina Panthers at number eight. And I think that's a little bit of a surprise, but that's where I see I, I see I see Carolina taking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate I don't hate what either one of you is saying uh, as far as this goes, and this is so difficult to predict. But I I I, I certainly see the Panthers as a trade down candidate, depending on which quarterbacks are, are on the board. Uh, and in my mind, uh, Justin Fields is the quarterback that will be available, but. I, I could see a trade and then Fields being taken there, but I'm going to uh, do the same thing as I asked of you guys, and if the Panthers retain the pick, I'm going to have them taking uh, Rashawn Slater, who is the second-best offense in the uh, in the, in this draft. So I see them trying to really help Sam Donald here and giving him the protection uh, that he needs. And, uh, and, and you can't do better than that by taking uh, an elite offensive tackle. So that's how I see it. And uh, let's move along to another team that just made a trade. They're possibly going to make another trade today or tonight. Who knows? The Denver Broncos picking ninth. Big Mac, how do you see that? I got him taking Minka Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. I just think this guy is going to be a beast in that, in that, in that they just, they're going to just stick him with Vaughn, move him up to the line probably maybe, and this guy is going to be just a stud for them. Yeah, and to save a little time, I'm with you. I have the Broncos taking Mika Parsons as well. He's a game wrecker, um, and this is what the head coach knows well and what he does best is defensive players. So I have Mika Parsons going ninth. Are we in full agreement, uh, Guru, or are you seeing this another way? Yeah, I'm seeing it. No. I, I am seeing this another way. Uh, I have a trade here, so and I have a, I have actually the trade partner. Forgive us. 
Give us, give us the trade and tell us what you think about the trade, who's involved in the trade, and then just in the event that the Broncos retain the pick, who do you see them taking? Go ahead. Yeah, so the, the player the player is Justin Fields. That's who gets drafted in this spot. The team that gets trades up to this spot is the Washington football team. Um, th- that's the way I see it. Uh, if, in fact, the Broncos retain the spot, uh, I actually see them not going defense here. I actually see them going offensive line and, and going for – I actually have them – Potentially having going Slater at this pick, but I'm not doing that. I think Justin Fields goes at this pick. Okay, Slater if they retain the pick, but you feel this is a trade down spot for um, for for Justin Fields with the Washington Football Team. That is correct. Yeah, I just want to say you know one thing about that, and that very well could happen, but. Um, uh, you know, going from 19 to 9, I think that the Washington football team is going to have to give up a, a pretty good amount of equity to do that. But what you're saying makes sense. They're one of the three teams, I think, that are could be moving, uh, looking to move down to make a trade. So I understand that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, how about them Cowboys, Mac? What are they doing at 10? Well, Cowboys, they've been linked to this guy for the last two weeks, even though their owner thinks he can get Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm going to go with Patrick Satan here. Yeah, see, sometime I think the Cowboys are, you know, Jerry Jones is going to be talked out of giving up future equity to move up, uh, which would take a lot to get to the fourth spot. And I'm, I'm in agreement that they're going to take a cornerback. I've gone back and forth a few times, which cornerback, but um, I think Patrick Satan is a good fit for the Cowboys. So I have them, uh, I have them going to the Cowboys as well. Are we all together with this one, Guru, or are you going in another direction for Dallas? Uh, Position-wise, same, but player different. I'm going with Joe Horn's son. J.C. Horn will be taken with the 10th spot. Uh, South Carolina cornerback. Uh, I think his, he, he, I actually think he's got a little bit more power uh, than Satan. I know Satan, he, you know, uh, his father was a, uh, was a very solid pro as well, but, but I'm going with J.C. Horn in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, I, I went back and forth a few t- a few times. They're different type of players. Um, Patrick Santan is a, is a is a bigger guy uh, that it's probably going to do well against bigger receivers. Uh, J.C. Horner has some of his dad's qualities in him. He can be an irritant. He's aggressive, and he is one heck of a football player. And I'll get to him in a little bit where I have him going a little bit later on. So we're all in agreement that the same position, just uh, me and Max see it's Satan. You see J.C. Horn. We'll see how that plays out. But I think uh, we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll be on board with the same position as it gets to the draft pick for the Cowboys. And uh, we'll let you start this one off, Guru. The Giants, that's your team, your beloved team. Uh, do you want to see them make a splash here, or do you want to see them uh, do what you think is in the best interest of the team? And maybe the player you pick will do both. How do you see it for the Giants? Yeah, so unequivocally, uh, I do not think they should be drafting an offensive player here, uh, at least on from a skill position set. I know there's some rumors about that going around. You know, for me, it's whether they choose to go offensive line or best defensive player in the draft. Um, as a New York Giant fan growing up, the linebackers uh, were a big part of it. I think yesterday was the anniversary of Lawrence Taylor being drafted by the Giants. So I am hoping that the Giants uh, have this player available to them, but I'm going with Mika Parsons, New York football Giants uh, at linebacker. You talk about game record. This is the player that I want to see the Giants take. I toyed with going back and forth with Lyman here, but I think Mika Parsons is a pick for the Giants. Well, you know that me and Mac are going to see it a little bit differently because both of us have uh, 
Parsons going a few picks early to the Broncos. So, Mac, uh, what position and who's the player you see for the New York Bull Giants? This is this is the, honestly, Ross. I hemmed and hawed over this one. I picked the player who I think the Giants are going to take, even though I think they should pick the second player I'm talking about. Are they going to? I think they're going to take Quiddy Pay, the edge guy out of Michigan. But the guy that should be taken is J.C. Horn at that spot. They absolutely need a, a very good quarterback to go with their other, again, whose name is escaping me, their other good cornerback on that team, I think. I, I think yeah, I think the Giants are okay quarterback, to be honest with you. They signed the Dory Jackson um, in, in the offseason. I, 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 I have them taking the player that you have them taking as well. I think Quiddy Pay is uh, a guy that can get after the – the, the, the quarterback, and I think the Giants need two things. One, protect the quarterback. Two, get after the quarterback. And I think they resolve the issue with one of these, with this pick, with, with Pay. So that's how I see it uh, with the 11th pick for the, for the Giants. Um, moving, on, moving on to the Eagles, <laughs> talk about a team that could do a whole bunch of things position-wise and certainly a team that could use picks and trade down. Um, Mac, the Eagles at 12, they moved out of the sixth spot. They go down to the 12 pick, and they got uh, future first-round picks. So what do you see them doing with the 12 pick? Do you see them taking a player here, or do you see them trading down? No, I see them sticking around, even though the coach might be the mo- one of the most insane people in the league. Uh, their brand new head coach. I I see them now taking. This is where J C Horn goes to. This is I think again in this in this NFC East. I mean it's it's going to be gunslinger heaven. You can't have enough help in the defensive backfield. So I think they so like J C Horn, South Carolina cornerback. And I can see I I, I don't I don't hate the J C Horn pick. I, that would make a that would make a, a world of sense to me. But we talked about, at least on my board, one combination from Burrow to Chase, the second combination from Tua to Devontae Smith. And I'm going to go with the third combination here. People forget that Jalen Hurts threw the ball to Jalen Waddle at Alabama a few years ago. So I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. Would I be surprised if it was J.C. Horn? Not at all. Would I be surprised if it was a trade down? Not at all. But uh, for a team that can really use a playmaker, um, and you're looking to start over and start young, I have Jalen Waddle going to the Eagles at 12. Let's move on. 13th Hold on. No, you, you didn't get my pick yet for 12. I, I, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I have the Eagles going uh, with a cornerback. I have Patrick Sertan going in this spot. Okay. So you have Sertan. Okay, so you, you have the two cornerbacks. Um, you have the two cornerbacks just in a different uh, in, in a different way there. Uh, Satan going to Eagles in that, and and if Horn is off the board as you have him off the board, uh, Satan would make a, a world of sense as, as well. So I could see uh, I could see any of them. And uh, uh, it's funny you say that because rumors are that the Eagles love Satan so much that they may even be looking to move up after moving down to try and get uh, Patrick Satan because they want to kind of like block the Cowboys from getting him. So you may be on the same wave lengths is the Eagles organization right now. Uh, Mac, Chargers picking 13. What do you see? I see, I look at this as a little bit of a surprise pick since they already have okay depth at this, even though their 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 wide receivers are getting a little uh, long in the tooth. I'm looking at Devonta Smith going here. 
Interesting. Wide receiver out of Alabama. I, I understand they could probably use maybe a lineman to help out with a, a you know a second year quarterback, but I think if you give him enough weapons, he won't have to hold the ball as long just to get rid of it. I mean, I, I think I think Devontae Smith uh, was available at this spot, which on your board he is. Um, I, I could see that, you know, as a possible, you know, uh, consideration. Uh, on my board, he's off the board. And to me, this is a no-brainer position pick. This is at least as far as I'm concerned. Their offensive line was atrocious last year. Running the ball, throwing the ball, pass protection, all of that. They got a, a second-year quarterback that they hope is going to be their franchise quarterback for the next decade. You got to take an offensive lineman here. And in my position, in my on my board, the best offensive tackle available is is Christian Darashaw from Virginia Tech, a mean offensive tackle. And uh, that that to me, position-wise, is a no-brainer. And uh, as far as my board's concerned, he's the top guy. So that's how I see it. Guru, what do you see the Chargers doing? Yeah. So I, I actually think the Chargers have some interesting young guys at receiver. We know they drafted Joe Reed last year, and Jalen Guyton uh, and and Tyron Johnson made some noise during the year last year. I agree with Mac that you know uh, you know Mike Williams is kind of banged up a lot, and Keenan Allen's getting older. But you know you got to protect the guy. I'm going offensive line here. You know I have the prediction of of a trade uh, with, with the Denver Broncos, so they're not going to take an offensive lineman here. I think Christian Slater will be available, and Christian Slater will be the guy that's going to be protecting Justin Herbert. So that's who I have the Los Angeles Chargers taking in this spot. Yeah, Rashad Slater. Rashad Slater is his name. Rashad yeah. Slater. Rashad. Christian Slater is the actor. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, Rashad. Okay, yeah, just Rashad Slater. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we have the same position. Uh, we have different players, and we have different ways of getting to that player. So we'll see how that plays out. And uh, I'm going to take the next picket. Picket because it's my beloved Minnesota Vikings and I think a perfect player for them will be available and I do feel they're going to take uh, Elijah Veritaka from USC who is a terrific player and is really uh, kind of what the Vikings need to help protect Kirk Cousins and, uh, and that running game as well so Elijah Veritaka is my pick, and that's I see for the Vikings at fourteen. I'll save time. I'll sa- I'm, I'm going to save time here. I have the same exact pick for the Giants. Although my my Viking fan friends the for the Vikings, for the right? Vikings, yeah, my my Viking fan friends all think they're going to take Edge, but I think they take Elijah Vera Tucker as well. Uh, I I am concurrent with you as far as position. I have Slater going right now to the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, well, if he's available, yes, that's not the ecstatic, uh, but I have him going well earlier in the draft. But uh, I, I would be ecstatic if uh, if if Slater was. Uh, I think it would be. Yeah, no, I'd be. I certainly would be ecstatic with that with that pick. He's a he's a he's a he's a terrific player. Um, all right, let's move along here, uh, Mac. Uh, we're gonna get to the Patriots. Uh, I have them, I can see them moving up. I can see them staying with their pick. So the 15th pick, will it be the Patriots picking at 15, or will it be a team that they've traded with picking at 15? And either way, who's going to be the pick? I think they will not be the New England Patriots. I see the New England Patriots moving up, if at all possible, to 7 or 8. But even, even if they are still at this spot, I think this player is the player that's going to be taken regardless of whether it's New England or or if it's Detroit or Carolina. 
I see Jalen Waddle going down. I know you guys already have him taken out of your draft point, so but that's who I see going in this spot. All right. Whether New England or anybody else. All right, uh, Guru, what do, you, what do you see with the 15th pick? Do you think it's going to be the Patriots? And if so, who? And if not, who? Yeah, it's going to be the Patriots. It's going to be Mac Jones. And I have the same thinking, same position, different player. I have the Patriots um, remaining at 15 and being able to take Fields with the 15th pick, who has fallen down on my draft board, and I think he will be um, – I think he'll be available, and I think the Patriots will scoop him up in, uh, in in one second. So the last pick of the first half of the first round, pick 16, Mac, what do you see the Cards doing? I see the Cardinals replacing a veteran that just lost this past off season, and I see them taking Greg Newsom, quarterback out of Northwestern. Okay. Uh Matt, uh, Guru, what do you see the, the cards doing here? Yeah, same position. A player that's kind of dropped a little bit in this draft. I'm taking Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech at this spot. Good picks. I don't I, I don't hate either one of those picks, and I'm with you on the same uh, player, except that I feel J.C. Horn, um, at least on my board, available at 16, and if he is, the cards will run up there in literally one second and make that pick. Uh, I could see him going earlier. I could see teams even trading up to get that player. Uh, but to me, to start forecasting and analyzing trades will make my head hurt than it already does. Um, it'll make my head hurt more than it already does. So I have the cards sticking at 16 and taking uh, J.C. Horn. And that goes to the Raiders. Pick 17. Um, they have the guru of 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 mock drafts. He's you know over the years and Mike Mayock. I don't think he's done a particularly great job since he's had to make real picks for the Raiders. So he's up again. Him and Gruden. Who are they taking, Mac? Pick 17. I think they're taking the guy with the Raider type personality. He's just a nasty, nasty guy and a big, big, big boy. They're going to be taking Tevin Jenkins tackle out of Oklahoma State here. They yeah, need, and I, and they I'm need with to you. make some room there. They, 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 I don't know what they've done with their offensive line, uh, but they certainly could use an offensive tackle. I think you know, that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to do play action and throw the ball off the play action. Uh, so I'm with you in the event, in the spirit of saving some time here. Tevin Jenkins, Oak State is my pick for the Raiders at 17. Guru, what do you see for the Raiders? Yeah, look, the Raider defense is not very good. Uh, I, I have them going with the, uh, one of the better athletes in this draft, Jalen Phillips, is I have who I have going to the Las Vegas Raiders here. A good pick. I mean, I have him going a few picks further down, but I certainly uh, can see the pick, and I wouldn't hate it if that was done. So, Big Mac. Miami Dolphins, this is their second pick in the first round, the number 18 overall pick. Um, what do you see them doing? I, I see them I see them filling a spot like they just lost. I'll agree with the guru on the on uh, his player previous to this pick. I say they take Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Let him stay home. Let him have a good time. Jalen Phillips to Miami, you can see that one. I think when we get to all these picks, there are you know several players that you know uh, certainly could go to any one of these spots. And uh, Guru, what do you see for the Dolphins with their number eighteen pick, their second pick in the first round? 
Yeah, I have the Dolphins going with because uh, I have Pie still available, and, and and I see the Dolphins. You know, look, this was a tremendous defense last year. They have lost a few guys, but I see I see Pie going here to the, to the Dolphins. Yeah, and if I didn't have the Giants taking him, then I would have him here. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit of a different player, same position. Get after the quarterback and um, Mika Parsons. Um, Teammate Jason O.A. Uh, from Penn State is another one of these guys that can wreck a game, uh, get after the quarterback. Those are few and far between to come by. So I have the uh, I, I have Miami with the 18th pick, their second pick, taking uh, Jason O.A. from uh, from from Penn State. So that moves us to the 19th pick, the Washington football team. Uh, a team that just seems like they're on the cusp of being one of the elite teams, especially their defense. Big Mac, what do you see the Red, the Washington football team doing at 19? I think I think this is going to be a surprise pick. I don't even know if any of you guys have been thinking this route with what Ron Rivera is looking to do. But I see them taking Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida at the spot. I realize that they just got Curtis Samuel. I realize they got Terry McLaurin. I realize, you know, with Ryan Fitz, I think he needs to give him enough to, to enough offensive weapons to make this team, again, in the NFC East, it's going to be gunslinger heaven this year. So I think they're going with Kadarius Tony. All right. And, uh, and uh, Guru, what do you, what do you see? If you remember at this spot, I had the trade that took place. So the Denver Broncos will be drafting in this spot. Uh, but I, I see them taking the linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Komare. So that's who, I, that's who I have going here. Linebacker uh, for the Notre Dame uh, Fighting Irish will be going to the Denver Broncos in this spot because they've made that trade with the Washington football team. Yeah, and I think Washington, is, you know, I, could, I see them making a trade up possibly – but if if the Washington football team um, remains at 19, I don't know about any of the other teams, but I will say this. This is one of the most confident picks that I have, that Jeremiah Ousu Kalamai from Notre Dame is the perfect pick for a team that has an elite defensive line that needs athleticism at the linebacker position, and this player gives that to them. So I'm loving that pick for the uh, Washington football team if they stay at 19. However, you know, uh, depending who they trade with, you know, we could see a different player. But if Washington stays at 19, I'm pretty confident about that pick. It makes a world of sense. So the Bears, Mac. They're picking in number twenty. How do you see it for them? I, I think I think they're sick and tired of their quarterbacks running for their life. I think at this point, it's Kristen Darshaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I I I, I, I have going um, pretty earlier to you know about seven picks earlier to the Chargers. If he's available, certainly would be a fantastic uh, pick, uh, Guru. How do you see it for the Bears? Yeah, so I went back and forth between offensive line and, and receiver here, uh, but I decided to put receiver at this spot. I, ha- I have the Bears taking Kadarius Tony at this spot uh, from the Florida Gators. 
Interesting, interesting pick. And, and I have them taking uh, the tackle from Texas, um, Sam Cosme, Samuel Cosme. Uh, I just think that it's one of the positions that they desperately need to fill. Um, tackle, they really could use a wider receiver as well. We know Allen Robinson is going to be gone after he was franchised this year. So I could see a wide receiver. That makes sense as well. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. But for the purposes of picking one player for one team for one spot, uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Cosme from Texas. Moves us to uh, pick 21. Colts certainly a team that feels they could have been playing in the AFC Championship. Uh, they have a terrific roster. Mac, what do you see for the Colts? This is where I see Mr. Farley going. It's got way, way, you know. Too much injury stuff with this guy. I think this is why he's dropping so far. If he was, you know, somewhat of a healthy ticket, I think he's actually taken much earlier than this. But I think this is where he slides down to. I think Indianapolis takes him at number 21. Interesting. Guru, what do you see? Yeah, and, and look, we know we know there's going to be a need for offensive line help here. Uh, Costanzo having retired for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I, I went with Darisaw at this spot. Uh, you know, whether he lasts this long, I know you guys had him going earlier, but this is where I have Darisaw going to the Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, well, you know, I, you're picking players that we've taken earlier. I'm going to take a player that you guys have picked uh, earlier as well. He's still available on my draft board. And if he is, I feel the Colts will take an edge rusher to get after the quarterback and Jalen Phillips. So that's how I see it on my board. Uh, we're getting to pick 22 now, Tennessee Titans. Uh, another one of these teams that uh, just seem to be knocking on the, board, uh, on the door to get to the AFC championship to get to the Super Bowl. Mac, how do you see it for the Titans? I see the Titans definitely going on a defensive side of the ball. They're going to they're gonna be looking to take the versatile linebacker, Xavier Collins, out of Tulsa. He's a heck of a player. He's a heck of a player. And, uh, you know, the, the coach is a defensive coach, so uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't hate it. Guru, what do you see with the Titans? Yeah, I think I think the Titans need some help in a bunch of different spots. Uh, but at the end of the day, I actually went to the receiver spot here. And this, and this is where I have Rashad Bateman going uh, from, from the University of Minnesota. Uh, they lost Corey Davis. Uh, they're gonna, they lost John o. Smith. They're going to need to make up for some of those catches. I have Bateman going to Tennessee uh, at this slot. So I'm with you on the position. I'm different on the player. This is one of my most confident picks. In my opinion, this is a hand meets glove, player meets team. Elijah Moore, he's A.J. Brown's former teammate at Old Miss. I love this player for this team. A slot guy replacing Adam Humphreys. He's a terrific player. So uh, you know, when I say I'm confident, it's more of me like saying, you know, this is like a perfect match. Will it, you know, Rashard Bateman certainly can be a player that's taken there, a defensive player, yes. But as far as like, you know, losing Humphreys, getting a slot receiver, uh, pick 22, I have Elijah Moore going to the Titans. So, Mac, pick 23, your beloved Jets. We know they're taking a quarterback with their number two overall pick. What are they doing with pick 23? Tell us. I, I, Again, I, I, I've had so many names plugged in here, I can't even tell you. But unfortunately, I have I, – I think that the coach would love to go defense, but I think if this guy is there, they have to have to take him. And unfortunately, Brett, you have taken him. I don't know if, if Grosso has or not. I got Elijah Vera Tucker going with the Jets at 23. Elijah Vera Tucker, I will be shocked 
if that player is available. To I, I, I would be shocked as well, Brett. But yeah. honestly, I just I I couldn't put Najee Harris. I couldn't. I just I couldn't. I couldn't All right. I, I, Gotcha. Guru, 23, Jets, what are they doing? Yeah, look, this, this is a tough spot because it's going to have a lot of lot of different things available here. I, I have them going, uh, rebuilding. You know, you, they're taking a quarterback first, and he's going to be having a new guy hiking him the football potentially, and he's recovering from an injury. From Alabama, their center, Landon Dickerson, will be the trick here by the New York Jets. That was another one I thought about putting in there, too. I don't mind the picks. I flirted with Landon Dickinson in this first round as well. But I have the Jets – taking a player that you guys have taken, but on my board, he's still available. And I think the Jets uh, fans and organization will be pleased as punch to get Caleb Farley with pick 23. Uh, if he's still available, it's going to be tight. He's falling a little bit, but I think if he's available, the Jets uh, scoop him up. So moving along to pick 24, we have a bunch of our friends who are Steeler fans. Big Mac, Steelers need a lot. They have a 50-year-old quarterback. They have no running game. Their best offensive lineman retired. Uh, they throw the ball three yards a pass. They could use a lot of things. What are the Steelers going to do with pick 24? I think this is – this. I, I, have, I have envisioned the Steelers dropping back in this draft, but I, I'm going to see them sticking here. And I'm going to see them taking the best player available and by far the best player available. And it's going to be, I think they're taking Najee Harris here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll speed up. I am torn between two players here. Landon Dickinson, Landon Dickinson from Alabama makes a world of sense here. Najee Harris also makes sense. A bit of a splash player, um, but man, the Steelers have been able to find these linemen, and then they're like all pros for ten years. It's a coin flip between Dickinson and Harris. At the end of the day, I just think they're going to go Najee Harris. Um, but I would not be mad at them or surprised if they took Dickinson, who, who they desperately need as well. What do you see for the Steelers at pick 24? Yeah, look, they've drafted running backs two years in a row, right? Uh, they've drafted Snell, they've drafted McFarlane, but I think they do go running back again here. Uh, I know they have a lot of replacement to do on that offensive line, but I see them going Najee Harris at this pick as well. All right, so I think this is this. You know, this is besides the first two picks, this may be the second or third pick that we've all been agreement on the player. I, I'm going to say so, this. I'm going to give you a caveat. The, the, the player I toyed with going back and forth with, same position as you. It, I'm actually taking him with the next pick. Uh, but I, I toyed with them taking the offensive lineman here. Okay, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm agreement. I'm complete agreement with that, that it's, it's going to be enough. Look, on their board – you know, we don't know. If there's an offensive lineman that they feel is, is clearly above the others, they may take an offensive lineman. Um, they probably have Najee Harris ranked as the top running back, so we'll have to see that plays out. So since you uh, kind of gave us a tease for the Jags, Tell us, Guru, which lineman are they taking? Yeah, I think that I think Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State is available here, and that's why, you know, again, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence has been taken. Uh, they did draft a lot of people at defense last year, and I think they need to solidify that offensive line, and I think they take Jenkins at this spot. Yeah, if he was available, I would agree with that, but uh, me and Mac have him going uh, – earlier for the Raiders. So, Mac, I guess you and I are not taking Tevin Jenkins for the Jags here. What are you doing? 
I'm taking – I agree. I think they go on Lyman. I think this is where Landon Dickinson goes. Definitely see that one. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't mind that one as well. I have the Jags going in a different direction. When I look at Urban Meyer, the player that he kind of loves to have is a guy like Kadarius Tony, um, a guy that you could do a lot of things with. Work in that slot. D.D. Westbrook has just not proven to be the player that people thought he was going to be. I think this is going to be a perfect pick. This is his type of player. Things you could utilize and do with him. And they have physical um, receivers already. And I think Tony makes a world of sense. An interesting pick. So I have Kadarius Tony from the Gators going and staying in Florida to the Jags. The Browns, an ascending team, certainly. Um, a team that really has a promising future for this upcoming season. Mac, what do you see the Browns doing here? I think the Browns realize they're in the Smash Mouth division of all Smash Mouth divisions. I think there's no doubt in my mind they are taking defensive line here. And they're not so much worried about getting at the quarterback. They want to stop the run. So I, take, I see them taking Levi Ozoruski. I know I did not pronounce that right. Washington defensive tackle, especially since losing Sheldon Richardson already, and I believe they lost another defensive lineman this year. So I could see them absolutely looking to stuff the run. Okay, and uh, and uh, and what do you see, Guru? You know, this is uh, quickly becoming one of the more interesting defenses, uh, given what they've done in the offseason, uh, some of the personnel that they have there already, and I think they're going to add another piece to the puzzle. I haven't taken Gregory Rousseau here um, uh, to kind of add some pa- power from the other side of the line uh, to help out Miles Garrett. I think this Brown defense is an up-and-coming defense, and I think they add to that Rousseau at this pick. Yeah, I mean, Garrett, and then they sign Clowney. I think they're going to take a player on the defensive side of the ball, but I love a player for the, for them here. Jamin Davis, an athletic, athletic linebacker from Kentucky, I think is a amazing fit for them uh, with this pick. And uh, I agree with you with the players that, you know, Delpit got hurt and the offseason signings. Man, I am going to be taking a long, long look at the Browns' defense in uh, all of my fantasy football leagues. And uh, I have Jamin Davis from Kentucky going to the Browns. All right, we're starting to move down here to the last six picks of the first round. Baltimore Ravens, they have two picks uh, in the end of this first round. Ravens back, what do you see them doing here? I see them, again, this is going to be another surprise pick considering the depth they the, the little depth they have this at this position. I see them going with the wide receiver, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota here. Okay, and uh save a little time. I have the same position, but I feel a better fit for them is gonna be a physical receiver. I have them Terrace Marshall from L S U and uh I think wide receiver and lineman are gonna be the two positions they pick, uh, and I'm saying wide receiver as well, but I'm going to go with Terrence Marshall, who's a, who's a different type of receiver, a big 
physical receiver. Guru, what say you at, at, uh, with the Ravens at 27? Yeah, I'm really excited for the Ravens because, you know, they have always been known for, for a defense that's been uh, very punchy. And I think they've lost a couple of parts to that. And I think they're going to fill that with both of their picks. I think they're going defense with both of them. Uh, but here I have them taking Trayvon, Trayvon uh, Morig. Uh, that's their pick here uh, at, at this spot. Interesting, interesting. All righty, and uh, how about them Saints? Who that? Who going to beat those Saints, Mac? And uh, what are they going to do with pick twenty-eight? I see. I see the the um, the Orleans Saints going with. But unfortunately, I believe you both have taken this guy prior to this, so you can't pick him. So hello, and I don't think they're going to go linebacker here. They, they think they're going to look to bolster the defense a little bit. I got them going with Kamara from Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, there's a better shot that Trevor Lawrence will be available at this pick than that player. Uh, wow, if he if he is available, yeah, I can't even imagine uh, how quickly the Saints would get up and take that player. Uh, so I'm assuming, at least on my board, that he's not available. However, uh, with with what I see the Saints doing, I, I, I look at uh, the Saints needing a cornerback and uh, – the quickest athletic cornerback is Tyson Campbell from Georgia, and I see him going to the Saints pick 28. Guru, how do you see it? Yeah, I actually went back and forth with both that player, and, and uh, but I have Newsom available still here, so I, I went with Newsom to the Saints uh, at this position and trying to rebuild that uh, defensive secondary. All right, good stuff. Green Bay Packers. Interesting. Uh, we know what they did last year. Uh, let's hope that they don't trade up in this first round and take another quarterback, assuming they won't. Mac, uh, Packers, pick 29, first round. How do you see it? I see them got. I see them taking this uh, other offensive tackle. I'm sorry, I didn't write down what school he was from. Mayfield? I'm sorry, I did not write uh, it down. Jalen Mayfield, yep, okay. Jalen Mayfield. I see them just, you know, helping, again, helping Mr. Rogers for his last few years in the NFL and, you know, boosting him up yeah. a little bit. Uh, it, that's, that's a logic. They lost Corey Lindsley in free agency. Bakhtiari had the bad injury. Tackles getting older. I don't mind the pick. I see it a different way. Uh, Guru, what do you see the, the, the Green Bay Packers doing at 29 here? Yeah, do they make I, Aaron Rodgers happy? So, yeah, I think they make Aaron Rodgers happy here. And you, you've mentioned this player before. I actually think it's the perfect fit if he doesn't go for where you say. So I have Elijah Moore uh, going to the Green Bay Packers and making Aaron Rodgers very, very happy for the coming season. Yeah. Yeah, my goodness, if the Titans don't take him and he's there, that's a magical landing spot for Elijah Moore. I have Rashad Bateman going to Green Bay. Same thinking, I just, Elijah Moore, in my view, won't be available. Uh, Rashad Bateman's a silky smooth receiver, and I think they're going to appease Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so we have, Bateman, we have Bateman and Elijah Moore uh, juxtaposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I, and I see that. Look, it depends on what your uh, what your particular flavor is, um, but uh, but those are two great landing spots for those two players. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that works out. And uh, we're getting close here to the end of the uh, mock first round. The Buffalo Bills—they're another one of these AFC teams that 
Man, they seem so close to knocking uh, the Chiefs off the perch. What do you see, Mac? What do you see for the Bills? What spot? And uh, they've taken running backs the last couple of years. You see them do it again or going in the uh, direction? No, I see them going on the defensive side of the ball. This guy, I believe, has been taken by both of you gentlemen already at this point, and I know you're going to say if he's around, they will be pleased as punch, but I see them taking Jason Alway, the line, the edge guy from Penn State. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would that would be a great fit. I have a same type of player, but um, I have them taking Aziz Ojalare from uh, from Georgia, who is all kinds of athletic, can wreck games. And uh, I just look at the Bills' defense; it's been kind of disappointing, and uh, they need like kind of some juice on that defense to give them an infection of life. And uh, uh, I just think Ojulare just just gives them that. Uh, you were all over the Bills' defense last year. You had high hopes for them. They kind of let you down a little bit, Guru. What do you see for the Bills this year? Yeah, so I haven't taken Jason Owe yet, so I'm in agreement with uh, with Mac here. I'm taking Jason uh, Joseph, Jason Owe from Penn State. Uh, gets picked here by the Buffalo Bills. Terrific pick if he's available. Absolutely. Uh, all, all on the same lines of thinking about the position and what needs to be done. Just a different player. All right. Pick 31, the Ravens, the second pick of the first round. Mac, what do you see them doing? Oh, see them going where they like to go best. I see them going with Gregory Rousseau here. Hey. Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, taking him yet? Uh, yeah, no, and look, and, and he's a very talented defensive player. I have him go him a little bit earlier, but again, I, I have them continue to build on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned this player, very athletic linebacker out of Kentucky, Jameen Davis, and that's the player as the Ravens continue to build up their defense. I have Jameen Davis going to the Ravens with the second to last pick in the draft. First and round. because I feel that their two first round picks are going to be wide receiver offensive lineman, and I had them taking an offensive lineman with pick 27, then obviously I'm going to have them take a, a, an offensive lineman with pick 31. It's a player that uh, I know Mac took earlier. I have big, nasty Jalen Mayfield from Big Blue, Michigan, going to the Ravens at 31. And then we wrap it up with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl champs, Picking 32nd, do they pick Tom Brady's eventual backup with this 32nd pick? Uh, or they go in a different direction? Mac, take us through it. What are the Bucks going to do? Like I told you, Pat, earlier, this was, this was a pick that I could possibly change at the last second, which I have now proceeded to do. I do see them taking Tom Brady's backup. I see them taking Davis Mills, quarterback from Stanford, at 32. I don't, I don't mind that pick. And, and who's the player you originally had there? I, I, You know what? I really, honestly, I have not filled it in. I really haven't. So only because I, I honestly didn't know which way I was going to think with this. I just I said either they're going to tr- trade out of the pick, let somebody else move up. I mean, it was there was a, definitely a far. I mean, they could have went molding. They could have went safety here. I mean, molding, I mean there's a couple of ways they could have gone here. But I said, let me leave a blank. I had a few players in mind, but I said, you know what? At the last second, I said, let's go with, let's go with the quarterback from Stanford. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I look at it, he's not going to go ballistic uh, like Aaron Rodgers did last year. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to take the Aaron Perrin to Tom Brady. 
uh, I don't mind the pick. I kind of like the player. Uh, I'm not sure they would do that with the first round pick. I think they could probably get someone that they kind of like later on. So uh, I'm going a different direction. I've talked about this before. One of the things I think that they want to do is get a little bit more depth on the defense. Uh, so I have been taking Christian Barmore uh, with the 32nd pick to give them that quality depth on defense, a guy that could step in and play right away and uh, kind of does what Tampa Bay wants to do on defense. And uh, so, uh, Guru, break the tie here. Quarterback, lineman on defense, or do you see it another way? You know, they got very creative on the defensive side of the ball uh, with the contracts that they gave out. And there's a couple of guys that are definitely older, and next year it might be more challenging to, to get some of these guys in line. So uh, I, I had them going defense here, and this is where I, I went back and forth between Barmore and Ojolari, but I, at the end of the day, I have Ojolari going at this pick from Georgia uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the last pick of the first round. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm certainly uh, could, could see that pick. I mean, I, I think once you start talking about depth on defense, there's a handful of players that could be taken there. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a wrap for the round one mock draft we did. It was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Uh, any uh, anything you guys wanted to add? Comments, thoughts, or. Uh, just, uh, just uh, some uh, general statements. Look, I'll just say this: there's, there's a lot of talented players in, in this draft. You know, Mac was mentioning, uh, obviously, the Tampa Bay getting their uh, back. Uh, you know, their, their future quarterback potentially, and I can easily see them doing it in the second round. I think there's a number of quarter, quarterbacks that fit that bill, and Mills would be a good choice. So I see a lot of these skill set players. I, I'm looking forward to the second day of the draft, where in rounds two and three, there's going to be a lot of talented offensive players, running backs. Uh, you know. So, so some of these quarterbacks that are going to go. I'm very excited to see the teams with a plethora of picks like Jacksonville, Miami, and the Jets to see what they do. I know, Mac, you probably think the Jets are going for their running back with that second pick of the first uh, of the second round, which is, uh, you know, yeah. that's going to be a critical pick for them. Very critical pick. That's a huge pick for them, Russell. And there's several ways they can go with it. Unfortunately, a team that's as bad as the Jets, they just need so much help. So, yeah, so remember, uh, you know, uh, about, you know, talking about the Jets taking a running back on, on day two is that the Jags there, they have the first pick of, of, of round two. And uh, I was telling this to the guru the other day is that, look, they're bringing in Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, boy, it may be very interesting. We've talked about connections. If they take with the first pick of round two, Travis Etienne, to bring that combination and connection in together. So that could be something to look at for day two. We both have one running back taken in round one. Uh, you two guys were more confident about the Najee Harris pick than I am. Uh, I think the Steelers could take offensive linemen there. Uh, I think, you know, just overall comments, I felt that running back last year's draft a lot stronger than this year's draft and running back in the sense that, you know, look at those running backs, Dobbins and Taylor, uh, taken in the second round. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the only running back taken by the Chiefs at the end of round one, and it proven to be that there were a handful of running backs that were taken after him that uh, proved to have a much better season. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out, especially at the running back position. Yeah, definitely. Again, as a, as a Jets fan sitting, sitting with that second pick in the second round, you know, we, you and I have had this discussion a few times. I am absolutely looking forward to, you know, a running back at that spot. Absolutely looking forward to whether it be 
at the end, you know, like you said, maybe they'll team up with Jacksonville, but I, if I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take any one of the North Carolina duo right now. All right, so we'll see uh, how this uh, plays out, and a uh, terrific job. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping to get maybe three or four right uh, in this whole thing, uh, And uh, but in all seriousness, uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun, and tonight's draft should be full of uh, a lot of surprises and excitement as well. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for inviting me for your podcast. I enjoyed myself. Uh, like I said, if I get two right, I'd be pleased as punch, but uh, we'll see what happens. You All right, great job, Mac. Very good. Enjoy the draft, everybody. Guru and, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Later, everybody. You got it.